Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's not here, and Adam's not here. It's Homo, Homo superior. superior. This is an extra special issue. We're doing, we're reviewing Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Season 1, uh, which is the first installment in at least three seasons, I think. Three, if they already said that. I think they're doing more than two, but yeah. that's my own personal speculation. Yeah. Um, so, preceding the original story, set in the popular 1982 film The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance follows the stories of seven clans of Gelfling, who are subservient to their ostensibly benevolent rulers, the Skeksis. The Skeksis come from another world and offered the protector of Thra, Mother Ogra, the ability to explore the stars while they protect the life force of the planet, the Crystal of Power, or the Crystal of Truth. Crystal of Truth. Crystal of truth and power. Instead of being good stewards of the land, they instead use the crystal to beat death and maintain the power over all Thra. And the Gelfling have to learn to overcome their preconceptions in order to begin the fight to save their home. Um, so all this is like, I guess actually we would normally start with the best of, worst of. Mm-hmm. But I actually want to start this episode a little bit differently. What was your experience with the Dark Crystal before this came out so for me i saw that i was almost i was a little too young when the dark crystal first premiered was in 82 uh i was too young to uh to be allowed to watch it uh or to even really understand it if i did without other than getting nightmares uh so i ended up watching it a little bit later on and i didn't remember the movie very much except for jim henson puppets um, and uh, it was kind of dark, but it didn't leave the same impression on me that it did for a lot of people our age. Yeah. Um, so I had to rewatch the movie before um, watching this miniseries. I think I remember having seen it as a kid, but I had completely forgotten everything about it. So it wasn't until a few years ago before they even announced they were doing Age of Resistance that I actually watched it. Tristan's a fan, right? Yeah, so, huge fan. Yeah. Um, mostly because of the weird noises the Skeksis make. Oh, they're amazing. Uh, oh, you mean my, my catchphrase. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a class, classic catchphrase if there mm-hmm. ever was one. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's also the catchphrase for the Pillsbury Doughboy. No, wait, that's not it. <laughs> 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 oh, no. um, what about you, Clark? You I go? think I, I mean, I loved Muppets since I was a child and we watched them constantly, but I don't, I don't think I watched Dark Crystal. My friend Robin, um, brought me into dark crystal and labyrinth and maybe when i was 14 or 15 or something so when we went up to new york for um a wedding the bachelorette weekend before that was the day this the show came out so i was like we have to watch an episode and she didn't watch she didn't even own netflix so it was like amazing to bring her back into that world it was definitely when it came out it was originally advertised as being like jim henson's other muppet movies so they would take like any of the funny silly parts yeah. and use that as part of the advertising. So all these parents took their kids to what is a pretty dark, pretty <laughs> grim movie. Yeah. When even a girl gets stabbed <laughs> in the back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of it that parents were shocked by. And so it didn't do super well, but it has kind of had like this major cult following so much so that I think a lot of the actors who are, you know, doing age of resistance, uh, age of resistance, all basically like, the second they got the script, like they're like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, like Sign I don't on. give a shit what, what yeah, it is, but yeah, give it to it me. It says Jim Henson. It says, it says Dark Crystal. I'm in. So Dark Crystal, uh, the movie, as I said, came out in 82. And right after that was like the VHS revolution where like video stores started opening up mm-hmm. uh, all over the country. And um, 
I remember in this video store, like pre-blockbuster, pre-Hollywood video video store, like there were posters for it, like in the, the kids section. That was like my that was probably more of my memory of the movie than the movie itself. Yeah. When I saw it a little bit later on, and I, I have to admit, like um, the movie didn't really do much for me, even though I recognized its uh, technical achievement uh, and the mood that it set, like plot wise and character wise from a protagonist um, uh, perspective isn't one of my favorite movies it just isn't um i I know some people have a like a like an attachment to it because they watched it at a certain age and it like left a mark on their uh you know on their psyches but i that didn't really happen for me all right so why is this the best the miniseries yeah why is this miniseries the best so for for me i think it takes what worked about the movie and uh, figures out what didn't work and expands on uh, all the positives by by creating a rich world uh, 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 that feels very lived in uh, and makes a lot of sense. All the internal rules make a ton of sense to me. Um, I can go into like why I think it's such a smart way of dealing with sort of like why the uh, Gelflings are subservient to the Skeksis, why they feel like they're their protectors, how the Skeksis use the divisions of the Gelflings against each other to like keep the peace so there isn't a unified front against them. Um, I mean, but ev- almost everything about the show, I really love. I have very few minuses about, about this miniseries. Clark, why is it the best? I mean, I love the fact that it takes all the mythology from the original movie, and I was reading all the comics before, the comics that are oh, still yeah. connected to, so I love the creation myths, um, the graphic novels that they had, yeah. which they take a lot of that of from there, and I don't really want to spoil anything from that, because I assume they're going to bring it back in. I did not know there were comics at all. Yeah, There's they, novels, I knew that, but I didn't know there were comics. They've removed some stuff that don't count, but um, and any anything that was done, um, shoot, I'm trying to think of the name of the company. But anyways, Creation Myths, there's young adult novels that he, they actually created. One of the writer who did the young adult no- novels created the language of the podlings. Oh, that's interesting. So they, yeah. Yeah, uh, the fact that they actually have a linguist they, they bring in to create this this character and this, I mean, sorry, these lines and everything. Was it Boom? Was that the company that yeah. did the comics? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. There were boom, that. boom. Ended up by Archaea. Archaea. Yeah, that's right. yeah. All the Archaea stuff is legit, like part of the the, the story. There weren't uh, subtitles for the little pod links. No. Were there? Okay, good. That I was worried that I had put on some setting for you know the pod links. You're supposed to be able to understand what they're saying. Yeah. But then decided to just keep it. So they're like... gonna have the subtitles in white and then the subtitles <laughs> in yellow for the podling language. Yeah. Exactly. I was also very impressed at how creepy and unsettling the series is even more so than the movie there is a lot of like stuff that made me wince and flinch yeah especially the um the end of the second episode when they have the scientist uh like when they when they torture him skek tech when they torture him like that that gave me nightmares Uh, all the gross stuff with the uh the skexis who has all the pustules uh, <laughs> yeah, just so gross. It's very, very disgusting. Uh, I oh think, no, it's amazing. I would have said that the uh, the Aquafina fact, played her, the collector. Yeah, uh, that's right, the collector. Yeah, um, all the stuff that like when people desi- do prequels, they often think, well, if I just give an explanation for something, it's interesting, right? Rather than actually building a story for it. So like, right. having the court, the palace intrigue having this kind of like complicated political drama and a psychological drama among each of the Gelflings. But instead, I think I want to say my favorite thing 
the reason why this is the best is the puppetry is so amazing. Mm-hmm. There was one scene where Celadon, who is the sister of Bree, Brie, yeah. Brent, uh, Brea, Brea, uh, she's saying something to the mother. The mother sides with Brea, and you see Celadon, and Celadon does this little lower eye wince, and it's the smallest little gesture, but like her whole face says, "Fuck you, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the pup- puppet work. The puppetry is great. And going back to your earlier point about like creating a rich world uh, of this palace intrigue, I almost wish that George Lucas from the 90s was transported to now to see how you do a prequel about yeah. that yeah. exact thing and use that as a template for the Star Wars prequels. Because uh, he wanted to create that sort of palace intrigue but didn't know how. Yeah. See, I, I loved the original because of the world building and because of the villains. The Skeksis were amazing. So good. And I, when I came into this movie, I thought I wasn't going to... TV show. I thought I wasn't going to like the Gelflings once again. But they did so well. And not just creating the palace intrigue, I think the creating the different cultures of the Gelfling was really interesting. It definitely went a little Game of Thronesy, in which I enjoyed at the same time. Yeah. I just liked the fact that I actually liked the protagonists, which is surprising. That's true. I mean, to me, in the original movie... Uh, Chamberlain's my protagonist. Oh, I, I, when I was a kid, yeah. whenever I was any th- time watching it, I wanted the Galfling to just die. <laughs> when she got stabbed, I was like, yes, kill her. How perfectly does, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who's in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Scott, uh, I want to say Simon this. Pegg. Simon, Simon Pegg does, does the Chamberlain voice. He nails, nails the Chamberlain's voice. He nails the Chamberlain's voice. I actually didn't realize it was Simon Pegg. I thought it was the same no, actor no. Yeah, yeah, who did not. it. So and what's then, the worst? The worst for me is um, it's a very minor thing. Um, I think the focus on Rian um, isn't great. I, I think he's the Jon Snow of the, uh, to use the Game of Thrones uh, comparison. Um, he's just a very boring protagonist. Um I think some of the fantasy tropes, like even the double the double bladed glaive, it just feels like well, I've kind of seen that before. Yeah. Um, I liked it more when it was really like uh, what felt unique. Like Thra felt like its own alien world, and like I hadn't seen it in uh, I hadn't seen certain things like that in other fantasy novels or that movies or shows. Glaive thing really felt like every part of it they was coming out of nowhere. At the end. Yeah, yeah, I did like the fact that it didn't really matter though. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think uh for me it and again this is you know this is a minor thing, but the jumping from different locations instantaneously. Yes. Is like, <laughs> when Rian and Deep meet for the first time, you're like, oh shit, okay, that was quick. Yeah, yeah. They really they just run into each other in the middle of like these supposedly massive massive land, world. Yeah. Lands, beautiful landscapes and stuff. But then like uh, you know, the Chamberlain suddenly he's fr- he went from the castle to being able to track <laughs> down the hunter instantaneously. Yeah, it was very very quick with that. Lots of homing signals there. Yeah, I my problem I think was the fact that I I felt like the voices didn't match up with the puppetry as much. Yeah, Definitely for the Gelflings, I, I think that was less yes. of a problem. Oh no, no, exactly. Yeah, for this well, for the Skeks, it's, it's real people in these costumes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot more movement and and able to do different facial reactions. The Skeksis did have those weird CGI tongues, which <laughs> didn't always look like they fit in a mouth. It was just like this worm that had been put into space. Right. Um, so uh, we've gotten into a few of the characters. Uh, Clark, you said you hated. Hob, the what's Hop. it? Hop, Hop, the little podling who wants to be a paladin. I every single thing about him felt cheesy. 
Every single second he was on screen, I was like, this is like fucking Scrappy-Doo wandering into this show, just being a fucking wiener the entire time. I couldn't stand him. I thought I was going to hate him, but they gave him enough moments where he was genuinely funny, genuinely heroic. I didn't think anything he did was funny or heroic. Well, fighting with a spoon. Yeah, I I was like, this is fun. No, that was cheesy as all hell. I liked him. I thought he was sweet. I liked him and Deet together. I thought I they made too. a good team. I liked the intersection of his language and him trying to speak the Gelfin language, which I guess is English, basically. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought he was very endearing. I'm with you, Brent. So many of those podlings just look constantly terrified. Yeah, they're, ter- <laughs> they're terrified. See, I did love the bath scene because that was out of fucking nowhere. Uh, yeah. Just like, like naked podling ass stick. just running yeah. around. That was weird. Yeah. Um, my favorite characters, uh, my favorite episodes weren't even Chamberlain stuff. It was the heretic and the, the wanderer. Heretic was. So I just love the puppetry. The puppetry of the puppetry. I. Lo- that's my favorite. And, and they were too. they were bizarrely hilarious. And yeah. like the desperate need for um him to start speaking. Yeah, speak that was, faster. Yeah, that was Andy Samberg. Andy yeah. Samberg and um, uh, Bill Hader. Oh, oh, Bill Hader yeah, was, was the, the wanderer. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, I no, I God, they got such good. Act. They got Mark Hamill to play the scientist. And uh, that character was oh gosh, the, the most fucked up moment is when he beats that. Oh shit! What's the name of that? Oh, the the, the things with the 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 wires in their mouth. Yeah. The ones that ultimately form the base of the the mechanical. Yeah, with base the, of the with the spider. Yeah. The arachids or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that was so fucked up. That was, that was the darkest thing ever. I was that like, was, that, wow. And you felt so bad for them the entire show, and then they just get fucking uh, thrown <laughs> into a fire and then beaten to death. I was shocked by that because I really thought that something was going to come attack like the uh, Skektek at the time to save that creature. No. And nope, they just went through yeah, with it. Chamberlain's like, he helped me out. Oh, you know, I'm going to leave you guys high and dry. Yeah. Now you can get murdered. Uh, my, I think the the moment that I said before that uh, gave me the biggest creeps was the end of C- of episode two when they're torturing Skektek and like the scorpion type thing like comes and like gets on his head mm-hmm. and you're like, oh god, where's this gonna go? And then you see it coming at his eye and then rips out his eyeball. I was like, <laughs> holy oh, yeah. fuck! <laughs> we That's got the, it from like the point of view too. Yeah, that moment. Uh, just com- that was the moment I was like. Okay, this show is amazing and also creepy as fuck. I thought it was very interesting how they did the politics of the Skeksis yeah. and how the Emperor, at points you're kind of wondering, like, why is that guy so revered? And then at other points, he really became very clearly the most domineering, the most threatening one. I I mean, we only got him for like 30 seconds in the original movie. Yeah. So the fact that he was such a well-rounded, interesting character, I really enjoyed. Right. Uh, and the Chamberlain, you know, being put on another kind of Shakespearean level. Oh, Chamberlain's so good. By ha- having Such that, s- the subterfuge of like, the, the what's what's the general one? The general. The, the general. general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also uh, known as Skekvar, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- uh, the general believing that he, he was being helped out by a friend and then kind of is severely wounded. The very last second, and yeah. And he needs help. Yeah. And then it's just the Chamberlain and he's like, I'll prove you wrong. Ah! And he stabs him. Yeah. Motherfucker. I didn't realize that he wasn't the general. He was the original general, and there's a ne- second general in the next one. Yeah, because. In the movie. I think oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, because he's dead. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like uh, three or four Skeksis that we still haven't seen yeah. yet. Yeah. 
So in the movie, uh, you know, the emperor dies, uh, the Skeksis emperor dies, and they have, they pick a new one, and obviously um, uh, the Chamberlain the doesn't get it. Yeah. Um, and so um, is it the general that the becomes second, the yeah. The second general becomes the emperor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite uh, and one of the creepier scenes with the Skeksis was when uh, Celadon, who is the sister that betrays, um, yeah, she's the oldest sister. She's the oldest sister who, and oh. she's such a compelling character yeah. in her own right. When she comes in and she still believes that the Skeksis are like can be benevolent if she just acquiesces to them, and you just have the Emperor just say no over and over to her. Yeah, I was like, you think it, she's gonna get like raped or something? That it's was dark as shit. Really dark, but like just his. It's Jason Isaacs, the guy who plays uh, Lucius Malfoy yeah. in uh, the Harry Potter films. Oh. Um, he um, and Lorca in Discovery. And Lorca in Discovery. He his delivery of just. No. No. And like, it's just it's it's so just, good. And then they so all good. start laughing. Yeah. They're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. They all just start <laughs> pointing and laughing. It's oh, dirty man. pillows. Uh, did you guys like, okay, so the, all of the different Gelfling clans each are matriarchal mm-hmm. and the crown ceremony that Celadon had. Yeah. I, Tristan and I didn't understand what was going on originally. Uh, so we thought, oh, these birds, what they do is they pick up the pieces and then they assemble them on Celadon's head. I think I got thought that. I don't remember what I thought. And then all the birds just dip out. And I'm like, oh, man, these fucking birds do not like you. That's what I thought. <laughs> is, that is what I thought. I forgot. Uh, but what an interesting, uh, a great world-building kind of culture to have, like, you need this kind of near, not like a representative democratic kind of system for choosing and approving of a leader. That but they're literally the, just choosing and approving the same caste system. They're just choosing a, the same group a, over and over yeah. and over again. It's, ca- it's not it democracy. A, it's just yeah, we're just knighting. Or not knighting, but you yeah. Know. Okay, so they're not. They aren't picked uh, themselves. So it's like you know. The I mean, is you only could try to, as we saw with Lena Headey's character, she can try to take over, but right, and but she but she was not successful. No. Or or uh, Celadon basically shattered the system to create like a new what order. A power move total power move uh but i'm glad that you said cast system because it actually reminded me very much of a cast system like when uh brea is down below the throne mm-hmm. and she has the whatever that thing is to like try to like um create the rock monster oh, yes. life and she goes to the is it the the varpa is that like her ca- her clan yeah um i yes. can't remember that, yeah Vapra, 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 Vap- Vapra, and she's like, "Oh, Vapras are always first. That's what we're told." And it's like, being being Indo-American, being being raised Hindu, like I've been raised, you know, into the caste system, and it's like you have this bullshit stuff that still exists in modern day India, and it just reminded me very much. How of How much would young Kalen love to have had a system where if you recognize that the caste system is bullshit, you get a giant mystical rock monster to protect you? Uh, <laughs> current day Kalen would also love that. <laughs> um. <clears throat> that monster was great. I loved the little Lore. rolling. The that's how we like communicated. Yeah, yeah that was so fucking. He doesn't cool. have much to say. <laughs> no. Yeah. I kept seeing the the key for um shoot what's his Hellboy. Whenever oh, he'd do that, yeah. that's all that's I could right. see. Yeah, 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 for sure. Hellboy's arm key. Uh, what do you think of the hunter? Creepy. Very yeah, well done. Dark. Dark. Very well done. Oh, that whole thing where like the 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 things. Eat, you know, he gets sucked up and the oh, father gets sucked up. Fu- oh, yeah. that was uh, like the pit that was creatures eating you. Yeah, that was fucked up because it's 
like kind of ostensibly cute because they're like little mouths yeah. and then you're like you see what they are i'm like oh no that's good like the it, stuff of nightmares it's always fucked up when like you know there's a someone rescues somebody else and you know you know kill like has to die in order to save them. Yeah. And then that was just like a complete failure. Oh, like uh, he died and then the hunter just popped right back up. Like I it know. was a pointless sacrifice. Yeah. The hunter, like he seems, you know, he's more fit than the other Skeksis. He's like, but he, but he doesn't live in the tower and he doesn't get power the same way that they do. Right. Do you think that there's going, they're going to go into that at all that like the Skeksis who didn't just sit around and who actually like participated in the world actually maintained a better life force than the ones who kind of cloister themselves away. I think that that's probably, they probably will. And the other ones are all dead in the, in the movie. Yeah. We uh, see the remains and it's all the ones we know. That and they, they, uh, the ones who stayed in the tower just had very complacent, uh, sedentary lifestyles. Yeah. And they were just very gluttonous and the hunter like, like very obviously looked leaner. Yeah. Uh, than all of them because he didn't partake in their like, you know, gluttonous feasts. You know, so there was, a, I can't remember, I try to keep count the number of Skeksis that we saw, but one of the Skeksis is on the hunter's head as the bone skull thing mm-hmm. that he wears, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what the story is behind that, but I doubt we'll ever get it. What I liked about the end of the uh, season, and we'll go go to some of the cliffhangers they, they talked about. Um, yeah, let's talk about plot. Um was that it doesn't line up exactly with the movie. Like, I like that. I like that there's more story to tell in this world before Plus, the movie yeah. begins. I mean, we just got the clans together, so it's not going to be <laughs> like, done. Yeah. yeah, done, and then they're all dead, and then yeah. there's only Cut two left. Cut to th- 500 years later. Yeah. All the Gelfling are dead. <laughs> it's, it's really rough that we're watching a show that, like, is futile. That makes it tough. Okay, so do you think that... You know, you should watch the Dark Crystal movie before watching Age of Resistance, because I like I like that grimness to it that you you kind of watching the story. I think so. Yeah. No. Certainly. There's a hopelessness to all of what they're doing. Uh, I think if you are have the patience to watch the original movie and realize it is a product of its time, I would and because it, it oh, and it's only ninety minutes, so it's not that it's much. Very of an short. Invest- yeah. It's not much of an investment. I think you should. Um, but so I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, uh, before who's, she's got a young daughter and I suggested that, uh, you know, they watch it together. She's her daughter's like 13 years old. And I'm like wondering whether that she should watch the movie because she might think, oh, this is just dated and boring and this is not my thing. Um, and would be put off from watching the series altogether. Maybe she should watch the show. See, the I show think first. it'd be upsetting for a young person to watch the show first and then see the movie later and you're like oh well they're all gonna die like it's just kind of you know this show is gonna end with my favorite characters so you want them to watch the movie i think so it's it's like this it's the star wars thing it's like when you have kids uh who were born after the original trilogy um you know what do you what do you show first i think they i think you should watch the movie first if only to act you said you know, it might scare them away from watching the actual show. Yeah. I think that's a good thing because I think that if you watch the movie and you can stick through it and you're still excited about it and love it, the show is just going to be all the more enjoyable yeah. for you. I think that's how that works too. So if you, let me ask you this then, if you didn't enjoy the movie at all because you felt like the story was wanting and you didn't really care for the Gelflings, um, does that mean that you shouldn't watch the show? I think you should kill yourself. 
Um, <laughs> I take a pretty hard stance on this kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> I feel like the Skeksis are worth the price of admission to the first movie. A and the world percent. building. World building is fucking gorgeous. They are such weird this characters. This thing that every single thing is, every single thing, every single character, every single animal is made by these, cre- like the creators. Sounds like the, the, the land God. striders, like all that. The land striders are very cool. Tristan, that was Tristan's saddest part of the uh, original movie was that one of the land striders got killed. And Both he, of them get killed. And as a kid, he's like, no, I like those guys who didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those people with stilts running yeah. around. So you wanted to talk about the plot a little bit. Well, yeah. Like any plot points that you thought were particularly interesting or could be done better. I kind of like that, uh, that weird exchange where, uh, Brea, 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 uh, completely destroys the mind of some like high elder within the community, and he just never gets better. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's always got like this form of you know constant dementia. dementia. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't seem particularly upset. Well, she was gonna do the same. He's gonna do the same to her. That's, so that's fair, and yeah. yeah, I don't feel bad, but I do like that. You know, there's not not every character gets fixed. Some of the broken ones just stay broken. Well, every single one of these characters are gonna get broken by. Yeah. Uh, I liked that the uh, what are the name of the spider creatures? Oh, shoot. the arog- arog- are they are AirPods? AirPods. The AirPods. The AirPods. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they there's a level of complexity there. Oh, that uh, kind of hive mind. Uh, well, it's the hive mind, and also they are convinced by the Skeksis to ally themselves because they're going to get the uh, the underground back. Yeah. Um. Uh. Not realizing that it's actually a Faustian bargain. That like the because of what the Skeksis are doing to the crystal, but they're corrupting all of uh, Thra, and it's a death sentence. Yeah, Arathum. the Arathum. Thank you. And the other ones are the Grunaks. Oh yes, the Grunaks. And then oh, they uh, create the, ones... the Gartham or the mix of the two. Yeah. Um, Sorry. The, uh, the, no, no, yeah. The Arathum. I also thought, uh, you know, when you first see them, they're like just giant spider things. But then when you see like the little mini ones who are like control, they, they oh, can yeah, control the mind control ones. The yeah. mind control yeah. ones. What a fucking creepy, like, flourish uh, of the show. Like, they really kind of, like, just scared the crap out of me. Oh, and that uh, the, I can't remember which one it was, got mind-melded with it and just kind of didn't want to leave that mind-meld. It was Brea's sister. It was the, it was the middle sister. The middle sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the themes of, like, sisterhood, I thought, for them, came through really well. Uh, I really enjoyed those parts where they, like, built that up, that kind of contention, and... Her being the middle child, wanting to reconcile those two's very contentious relationship. Yeah, poor middle child. I know they always get that syndrome is pretty real. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I loved the uh, a lot of the themes of environmentalism in the show. Like, uh, obviously, the corruption of Thra is feels very relevant right now um, with climate change and everything that we're going through as a society. Uh, I think the show is very political without being uh, too obvious or blatant about it. Yeah, without politicking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that's very true. Yeah. I when you were just talking about sisterhood, I like the fact that the heretic and the wanderer are the same person, and they have like this weird brotherhood thing where they realize it's kind of like internal siblinghood, basically, right. or find or realizing who you are. Yeah. Or the separate dualities of yourself, trying to bring them together. Right. Well, and that uh, the I. I forgot it until the show kind of started again, but the the Erskek are the kind the of race that's mm-hmm. split. And so the features of one that make you the best get more enhanced 
the more you're around people like you. Yeah. So right. like the skeptics get worse and worse because they're around the most greedy, the most terrible, which is what makes the Chamberlain the worst of the worst because he's the one who tries to put his cunning to like further machinations. Like he's the only one who is, who's aware that they can't, they need to farm the Gelfling, not harvest them all immediately. Right. That's why he's one of my top three villains of all time. He's great. Uh, his when he who, captures who else you up there, Corella Deville and um, shoot, oh, what's the character? Senator Island's wife from Manchurian Candidate. Oh, oh wow! Steve Played by <laughs> Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. All right. Wow. That's a. Uh, I would Those are my top t- three. Clark's top three. <laughs> Very interesting. Coming in at number one. Uh, I want to hear yours in a second, but my favorite thing about Chamberlain was when he was talking to Rian after he's captured in that little carriage, and he basically says, you can run. That's an amazing, yes. amazing, amazing, you amazing You can run. Scene. So good. Uh, but um, you are dooming, damning all of the Gelfling to a life of war. Is this what you want, or do you yeah, want to come back with right, me? He's right, though. He's completely right. It is such a uh, seductive and just duplicitous speech. It's so good. Who are your top three villains? Oh, I, I don't. Care. I don't think I've got. I don't. It's keep hard. That, it's, I don't keep that list ready on hand. I think it's just because I, Hannibal I've, Lecter I've kept probably. This, yeah, I've kept this for so long. Yeah, I've got <laughs> these three have been in my head since I was like sixteen. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about doing like a Skeksis as a or the Chamberlain as a Halloween costume? No. Maybe be... maybe like a Skeksis, but like with Angela Lansbury just shoved on top. <laughs> well, I'm going to do yeah. that. <laughs> Skeksis she wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that's too hard of a costume. I couldn't do that. Uh. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think they can do going forward? The next seasons? Yeah. Uh, I think What it's... themes would you like to see going forward? Well, themes, I don't know. But like, I do think it'll be uh, the form of a real resistance between the... Um, the uh, the clans of the Gelfling uh, and an actual war with the Skeksis, yeah, and which will have very, very sad, uh, very sad ending because obviously mm-hmm. they're going to be wiped out. Well, uh, we're definitely going to get. They've already said we're going to get a romance between D and Rian, which seems very weird because she seems like a child and he seems like an adult. Well, Deet also is now possessed with that energy. Yeah, so yeah. it's the, the, oh yeah, she's she is going to be all donked up. Yeah, I I hope that they continue the theme that the allure of power or the fear of standing up for what's right is so hard that people will cower Mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll go along with things that they don't like and that there might be another one of the uh, clans doesn't side with all of the other Gelfling and instead is tempted to try and save their own people by fighting alongside the Skeksis. If that happens, it's definitely the ones that look like Queen Amidala. Yes, for sure. The ones with the the one who had that like giant tube. Yeah, with for, uh, with the fringe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few we didn't really meet except for just the uh, Madra would show up. Yeah, the Madra. That's that was Lena Headey, right? Uh, She's just one of the. Madras. She was one of the Madras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Stonewood one. Yeah. Uh, she dead. What yeah. do you think we can get from Ogra in later seasons, or a later season? Ogra, Mother Ogra. Uh, it's hard because she's such a doing machina character. She really in is. terms of the fact that she's like, all right, everyone, let's mind meld him. And then like, you know, here we go. We're done. Yeah. 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 It's like my whole plan was to go inside someone else's body. And then when that thing died, I would appear. 
That's quite a plan, Ogre. Yeah. So if you're if it's if it's a trilogy like you suggested it could be. So let's follow Lord of the Rings for a second as a template. So the Fellowship of the Ring is the creation of the fellowship and then it's sort of dispersing after the first major battle with the orcs. The second is like the really the battle for Helm's Deep, which is like the climactic thing. Yeah. Uh, so like I would imagine that there could be several episodes that deal with just a giant battle. Uh, between the Gelflings and the Skeksis. And then the so last... That, that, so then if we follow just going along with that template, then yeah. the second one, we see the Skeksis shore up a lot of power uh, by building more of their army. And do you think that we might see other races that exist? Or is it just going to be... You mean Gelfling like humanoid races? Yeah. No, I think those are the only two. Those are the only two humanoid races. But you probably see like other animals. Oh, uh, we obvi- yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then... Third one, I mean, Return of the King ends on an up note, so that you need to have something that ends on a down note. So let's use the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Um, you have it's going to have to have a downbeat ending of all the Gelflings being basically um, massacred, uh, and with the birth of Jen, who's the the protagonist of of the movie, along with I can't remember the name of the female character in the movie. Kira, oh, I don't know. Kira, Kira, yeah. Um, so I think that would probably that would be, have to be like the hope of of Thra is these you know it's almost like the birth of Luke and Leia at the end of episode three. So, Clark, anything you want? Um, no, I mean we've already spoken most of what we're dealing with. I do want to meet all the other Skeksis. More puppets, maybe. We do need yeah. to get the Mystics in even a little more, even though I didn't love the Mystics in the first one because they're pretty, you know, base not basic, but their agency is kind of non-existent. I agree in with that. In the original that. movie. I agree with that. They they're just kind of just walking for a while. They're just walking for a while. humming a bit. And then... Uh, I did like that. I do like the humming. I mean, I do like yeah. it, but at the same time, they're pretty... <laughs> useless. They're pretty useless. They're, they're just there to like come, like get reunited with the Skeksis. Which is why I like the fact that the two we meet in in this series are so good and interesting. I agree with that, too. The, the, the Archer and yeah. the... Uh, and and the, uh, the, wand- the Wanderer. Yeah. Uh, the Archer is killed himself in the slowest way possible <laughs> by very slowly walking to a cliff and then jumping off of it and then gently disappearing into the wind yeah, instead I lo- of hitting I, the ground. I love that. And then that was how Mother Ogre was reborn. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, like, you know that knives exist, don't you, Archer? Like, you could stab yourself or something. Uh, more dramatic yeah. to, like, you know, jump off a cliff. Um, yeah. So Always. How would you uh, rate this season? No, um, uh, oh, can we get into, can me. we get into, well, it's a gay podcast, so we can get, can we get into the gayness of this show a bit? Yeah, please. Well, we, um, number one. We actually have. Wadid well, has two fathers, which oh, I yeah. did not pick up on until really late in the game, where yeah. she says, "My father is this and that." And I, I thought it was like her grandfather and her father for the longest time, because one is older. Yeah. I also thought like I was like maybe maybe one of them just looked like a, a man, but it was actually her mother. Yeah. I did not catch on. It it very much felt like Bo and Shira when they uh, reveal that he's got two dads, and they like kill every other one except for them. Yeah, I got a and lot of cat lady lesbian vibes from Mother Ogre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just think she's asexual. In the okay, in the young I adult too. in yeah. the young adult no- novels, um, Celadon and I uh, forgot her name. Who is the one who took over for the guy who Brea brainwashed? Oh yes, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mystic, yeah. or not the mystic, but like the kind of the did it yeah, do, yeah, like do high priestess. Yeah, but in the movie, in the in the young adult novels, they are a lesbian couple. Oh, so and they 
kind of they I mean that's gone yeah. they barely use um whatever her name is the replacement oh, God, yeah. i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it keep watching keep talking if the earth if the earth gag if like if uh the heretic and the wanderer sleep with each other yeah is that masturbation <laughs> Because they are the same person. It's twin sets. Do they? Yeah, just Do like, they? Yeah. <laughs> it's those He's got movies. like the, the six hand masturbation they thing are, going they on. Are, they are holed up. Three. They, they've rat holed themselves up in that fucking tower. Oh, they're bumping uglies. They are jerking off together. Yeah, well, they got, sure. they got lore back there too now. Mm, that's true. Climb on that rock, man. I, I wasn't actually thinking, other than the, uh, the fathers, I don't think I, I got much like queer. Yeah. Like overtones. Well, that's the reason I brought the other thing up was because that existed in the young adult novel. Yeah. Uh, we may see more of that in the next seasons. Chamberlain too. seems pretty She's good. dead. How are they going to see more of that? No, not that character, but like they'll show like same sex cop- like yeah. couple. Yeah, easily. Uh, Chamberlain's gay in my mind. Mm. He's, mm. He is a pretty sad. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't think the Skeksis are sexual. Yeah, that's like I that. don't know. I think that they like they always cut away just before it devolves into an orgy. <laughs> Every time you see I do not it, want <laughs> the the collector that like Aquafina's slut head uh, doing uh, anything uh, sexual. It's not, so, it's not pus, by the way. <laughs> so I, I actually <laughs> she just think, has semen pustules. <laughs> yeah. I actually think they're asexual as well because they're all about immortality. So they don't have a need to procreate. Not that like same sex couples procreate, but. Um, there's no dry, sexual drive for them. Like, they don't have offspring that I, we know I of. I like that idea. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh. oh from the, the books. Okay. So, I do books. think they're hunt for immortality. I mean, I already kind of did by saying I think they're, they're sexual, but... Uh, their hunt for immortality is such an interesting... Um, it's a like, good character motivation. Yeah, motivation. That's the word I was looking for. Um, I think it it's fascinating because it's, it's maniacal. It's, you know, it's it's what uh, their quest for immortality is what ends up destroying them. Mm. Well, and that also has a very Lord of the Rings kind of vibe. Like the the Lord of the Rings in one kind of reading is the uh, futility of trying to live forever and be- preserve yourself in some form or fashion because it's always going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so having characters who will do anything to stay alive, I think no matter what, then... You know, they could. You could basically make them do anything if you've got that as a motivator. Uh, completely as an aside, um, a villain I really liked in comics in a comic series that nobody else read but me called Total Eclipse um, was a, a character Total that was Eclipse. immortal. Was co- was immortal and wanted to kill himself, and he felt the only way he could do it was destroying the universe. I'm like that is a very interesting motivation. That is an interesting motivation. Yeah, like and he wasn't even sure that would work. But he's like, well, I got no other options. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, last thoughts, rating it. How'd I you- need to read these young adult novels because they're all about the characters we met in this TV show. Yeah. Uh, I think they're probably going to use a lot of that in like subsequent seasons, yeah, too. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to do it. So out of a 10 scale or? I don't know. Whatever scale you want to use. Um, Clark, you go first. I, Rate it. I want to give it a 10. I think it's a 9, though. I think there are a few bits that I would... I mean, I, uh, the voice issue, I think, is a downgrade for me. Yeah. Uh, I think the emphasis on Rion is like the Jon Snow-esque character. He's like the least interesting part of it. And even that, he's not terrible. He's just blah compared to some of the other characters. I would give it like a 9 to 9.5 out of 10. Uh, I'll rate it on a volume scale. Mm-hmm. Is that loud? 
Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. (laughs) 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 I'm going to give my mm sound a nine. All right. We've been uh, Homo Superiors. This is a special extra issue, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Find us on Twitter at Homo Superior Podcast and on Instagram at Homo Superior. Bye. Bye.